0: Coming up on this episode of CounterCast, I'll tell you why daydreaming is critical to your success. And if you own a business, why you should be encouraging your employees to daydream at work. The world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. things that are as different as can be. Come on and learn some opposites with me. I can clearly remember sitting in the back row of Mrs. Kennedy's third grade class, but I can't for the life of me remember what she was teaching that day. I wasn't paying attention. I was staring at the window, daydreaming. When Mrs. Kennedy noticed that my thoughts were a thousand miles away and not hanging on her every word, She stopped teaching whatever it was she was teaching and just stared at me. I'm guessing she thought this would be a perfect opportunity to teach me and the rest of the class a valuable lesson. It must have been the protracted silence that first tipped me off to the fact that something had gone awry. When I finally came back to attention and turned to face the teacher, I saw her and everybody else in the room staring at me in dead silence. Nobody dared say a word except for Mindy Siegel, who in that annoying tattletale voice of hers said, Alex never pays attention, Mrs. Kennedy. Thank you, Mindy, Mrs. Kennedy said. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mindy. Daydreaming has been given a bad rap. When children, or adults for that matter, are daydreaming, they're performing one of the greatest functions a human creature can perform they're thinking. And chances are good, the thinking they're engaged in while lost in their daydream is of a much higher creative value than just about any other thinking they can do. Einstein conjured up his theory of relativity while daydreaming about riding a sunbeam to the edge of the universe. After, by the way, he was expelled from school for not paying attention in class. Newton developed his theory of gravity after he watched an apple fall from a tree while daydreaming in his mother's garden. Hungarian physicist Leo Szilard suddenly realized how to split an atom while staring off into traffic waiting to cross a London street. And the Greek mathematician Archimedes had his famous eureka moment while taking a hot bath. Just in case you don't remember the story... Somewhere around 200 BC, the king of Sicily asked Archimedes to determine whether his new crown was made of pure gold or was just some cheap fugazi. Archimedes needed to determine, without melting the crown down, whether the king's suspicions were well-founded and his goldsmith was ripping him off. Day after day, night after night, Archimedes studied the problem from every angle he could think of, but he just couldn't seem to solve it. Frustrated, he finally decided to take a mental break and soak in a hot bath. As he settled into the tub, the water level rose. Archimedes instantly realized that the same effect could be used to determine the volume of the crown compared to a sample of pure gold of the same weight. And what he did, he leapt up and ran naked into the street shouting, Eureka! We need to be careful about jumping on people who are caught daydreaming. When I'm speaking or conducting a workshop, I carefully observe my audience for signs that they're drifting off into a daydreaming state. Experience has taught me that when this happens, I'm beginning to accomplish the goal I set out on, to cause people to think Based on my personal observations from years of coaching successful entrepreneurs, helping them and their organizations to grow past their natural limitations, the organizations that tend to struggle the most are also the ones where there is far too little daydreaming going on, and thus far too little creative thinking. When I first started out in business, I made it a practice to give each new hire a blank, unruled notebook to carry with them. The only instruction I handed out with the notebook was to, quote, use it for whatever you wish. I then sat back and watched. The new kids always felt compelled to bring their notebook to every company meeting and training session, where they literally transcribed damn near every word I uttered. By contrast, my most trusted lieutenants had notebooks filled with little more than doodles. The scarce few notes they did jot down were more likely not from anything I might have said directly, but from insights that spontaneously occurred to them while daydreaming during one of my meetings or workshops. I've always been altogether fine with that. Given the choice between thinking and sitting up and taking notes, I want the people on my team to be thinking. And that's exactly the mindset that every manager of people should take. The smart leader actually encourages daydreaming and actively looks to create opportunities and environments that support it. A leader's primary responsibility is to make competent leaders of those whom she leads. Only when a person begins to think on his own can that person be trusted with greater responsibility and thus take charge himself. And as for problem solving, ceaselessly working at solving a problem rarely results in its best solution. The better solutions typically reveal themselves to us once we step back from the problem and allow our minds to wander. A recent study from the University of California, Santa Barbara, showed that people who returned to a difficult task after taking a break and doing an easy task boosted their performance by around 40%. These scientific findings provide the most direct evidence we have to date that daydreaming does in fact enhance creativity. Yes, contrary to popular belief and what most teachers and bosses might think, daydreaming is good. It's one of our greatest gifts, and we'd be much poorer without it. So when you peek into your kid's room or your subordinate's office and see him or her quietly staring out the window or up at the ceiling, it might be a good idea to just leave him alone for a while. Just in case you were wondering, the Sicilian king had his goldsmith's head lopped off. Old Lady Kennedy? Well, I'm guessing she's probably dead by now. And as for that little smartass Mindy Siegel? Who gives a damn what she thought? She had cooties. Everyone knew it. At the bottom of the Daydreaming blog post at alexanderberardi.com, there's a great link to a Washington Post article that quotes Dr. Debbie Rhea, professor of education at Texas Christian University in Fort Worth, who says that less classroom time and more outdoor play would lead to better education for our kids. Go check it out now. This is Alexander Berardi reminding you you can find all the answers you've been searching for by exploring the opposite side of everything. See you next week. Yes is the opposite of no. Fast is the opposite of slow. Happy is the opposite of sad. And good is the opposite of bad. Early is the opposite of late. Crooked is the opposite of straight. In is the opposite of out. And quiet is the opposite of loud. Opposites are things that are as different as can be. I'm so glad you learned some opposites with me.